Good morning and happy Groundhog's Day, everyone. I'm Max O'Brien here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew, and it's day 484 since we came back on the air. And today we celebrate that wonderful rodent, the groundhog, and try to figure out just why they won't share the ground. I certainly don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but I will say that the ability of a groundhog to predict the weather strikes me as suspect at best. I think they're cute. You think all animals are cute. Yes, but some are cuter at a distance. I think groundhogs are cute no matter where you see them. They're actually fascinating animals. They're relatively small and furry, which is the stereotypical prey species in most cases, but there's only a small handful of animals that can take down a full-grown groundhog, including dogs, coyotes, and foxes, and humans, of course. Very hardy animal. Not weather forecasters. I never said they were. That's just a bit of folklore. Although you have to admit that folklore that's been around since the late 1800s and pre-zombie drew up to 40,000 people to come watch a groundhog come out of its den to see if it saw its shadow on a freezing and in many cases cloudy day in February in Pennsylvania, no less. That's some serious folklore. Maybe they're magical. Huh? Maybe they have mysterious mind control powers that cause people to come and worship them. I think if that were the case, then I don't think so many people would hunt them for sport, food, and fur. I mean, in parts of southern Wisconsin, groundhogs were just about gone by the 1950s. Hey, what if we could get people to hunt zombies for their pelts? First, gross. Second, people are hunting them as fast as they can, Max. They don't need an incentive to put them down. It's just that it's dangerous work. Third, their pelts are rotting skin. Again, gross. It was just an idea. That's what they all say. Can we get back to the groundhogs? I mean, it's supposed to be their day. We should be talking about them. Right you are, Agnes. Do you have anything to say about them besides that they're cute? Um, no. I don't think I've actually ever seen one, except in pictures. That's not surprising. They're excellent burrowers and will dive into their burrows at the first sign of danger, or even anything that they didn't expect, whether it's dangerous or not. The vast majority of the field research on groundhogs is spent waiting for them to come out where they can be observed. That's got to be boring work. I hate to break it to you, Max, but a lot of science is what you might consider boring work. People have this vision in their heads that it's full of eureka moments. But the truth is that it's mostly a lot of sitting around making observations or testing samples and then trying to get to use that data to extrapolate useful information, which generally leads to more questions. It's fulfilling work for the inquisitive mind, but it's not thrilling, and it's not for everybody. Doesn't anybody know anything about groundhogs? We've spent the whole broadcast so far talking about everything except groundhogs. Not my area of expertise. Do I look like a rodent handler? So what? Your plan was to sit around for the whole broadcast talking about something that nobody knows anything about? Wouldn't be the first time. Hey! Uh, What about the movie? Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. We could talk about that. I never saw it. Me neither. What? I just never got around to it. There's so many movies like that. I never saw Titanic. I never saw Gone with the Wind. I never saw Mrs. Doubtfire. I never saw The Little Mermaid. What? Hey, there's only so many hours in the day, you know? And first I had to earn a paycheck, and these days I have to survive, and plus there's nothing to watch movies on anymore. Okay, that's going on the list. Wait, what list? the list of things we're all going to do together after the zombie apocalypse is over. So far, I've got to take a trip to the West Coast to look for Wade and Bill, go for a long walk in the dark, and now I'm adding a weekly movie night. That's a good start to a great list. Let's keep adding to it, and hopefully we'll get to do those things someday. 
Yeah, this is a great idea. How long have you been doing this? I thought of it a couple months ago, but I only started doing it last night. I didn't want to for a long time because the thought of making a list of things that we might or might not ever get to do kind of depressed me. I mean, nobody knows when or even if the zombies will go away. What if we make this list and never get to do any of the things on it? But what if we do? I mean, I see your point. But having goals and dreams like this is important. They guide you. They give you a reason to keep moving. You can keep hoping that you'll get to do them. There's nothing stopping you. Every day that you're alive is a day that might, you might be one step closer to making these things happen. You might have to adjust your vision or your timeline a little, but you're one step closer. Maybe we'll have that weekly movie night, but the projector will run on a generator, and zombies will be outside the window watching too. So it's not the way you thought it would be, but you'd still be doing it. One step at a time. Max is right. Let's post that list somewhere where we can all see it, and we'll add to it as we think of things. And one way or another, we'll get to all of them eventually. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Dr. Clark. Hard to believe we got here from a discussion of groundhogs, huh? Like I said, they're amazing animals. But time to wrap this up. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark, Agnes Drew, and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.